Hello, and welcome to Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Today, we are so excited to have another worker, one of those people who are out there making things happen with Rachel Rosen, the founder of Spark for Humanity, which is just the coolest thing, and I can't wait for you guys to all hear about it. But Jay met this incredible woman, and we just connected with her immediately, and it's just been a joy to hear him talk about her, so I can't wait to learn more about her from her. So Jay, give us a little background about your relationship, and welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we don't know each other very well. We just met, and then we couldn't, you know, we had like... Rachel and I were at a conference together in uh, Colorado Springs, and it was a speaking conference, and um, I spoke, so she heard my story, and then she came up and introduced herself, and then we started talking, and then we could have talked all day, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we could stand here and talk all day, but then, of course, we had a conference to go to, so uh, we, but, you know, what really struck me um, about Rachel, and thanks for coming on, Rachel, is that... What we're committed to is I'm committed to creating a world that works for everyone. And when I met Rachel, I was very clear that she has this commitment. And um, one of the things I love is being able to take, uh, to have us be able to shift our focus to what is working. And because what we focus on always gets bigger. And in particular, even since I got back from this conference and hadn't had a chance to talk to you since then, Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things that I'm very, very present to right now is this idea that until that I think we are, I hope anyway, that we all get the idea that nothing can happen on the physical plane that doesn't happen in consciousness first. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we have this world right now where we're we're creating intersectionality around um, activism and feminism and you know, dealing, trying to take on racism and, and homophobia and transphobia and all these things. We have all these people out there doing, doing, doing. And mm-hmm. I'm 100% clear that until that happens in our consciousness, it's never going to happen out there in the physical world. Mm-hmm. Right. And so meeting mm-hmm. Rachel, uh, you know, Rachel, I feel like what you're doing is helping raise consciousness so that we can actually start to create these things within <clears throat> ourselves and especially within our own communities by your, you know, playing your game, Spark for Humanity, and being in conversation about things that raise humanity. And so I'm, when I heard what you're up to, I was completely moved by it. And I wanted to make sure that we shared it with our listeners and got you on here so that you could share, you know, what had you start this and what you're up to, and then be able to have us get access to your game and to your commitment Um, to create more and more and bigger and bigger conversations that spark uh, humanity. So um, welcome and thank you for being here. And um, please share with us your work. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I couldn't um, be more resonant with your approach and your mission. And so it's a real honor and a gift for me to get to be here and to be a part of this conversation. yeah, so so you all mentioned I'm Rachel Rosen, and I am, um, in my heart, I'm just an educator and a lifelong learner. You know, I think that's not just an educator. I am proud to be an educator. Um, I think the, the titles of all the, um, being an entrepreneur, being the founder of, a, of now both a product and a service um, can get 
overwhelming, but at the end of the day, it's just, Mm -hmm. I love teaching. I was a teacher for many, many years. I taught middle school and high school, and then I was a school leader at a middle school and um, then have become a racial equity coach. So I do facilitation and leadership coaching for a nonprofit part-time and that's really when Sparks started to, to fly, if you will. Um, and it, a couple years ago for me, um, as I started to facilitate more conversations for folks, I realized um, there's a desperate need for another conversation. And I see that we humans have the capacity, actually, when we're given the right condition, to heal and to bridge those divides. And so um, I think slowly this has been an incremental progress of a, of a journey, you know, I, because I was a Spanish teacher. I use cards all the time as a vehicle for learning, right? I think we, when we're um, pressed up against uh, an, uh, some, something, whether it's cognitive or affective um, discomfort, we need concrete tools, I believe, and, and research would suggest, to help us kind of synthesize what's on our plate, like what this new information is, right? And I think... Um, Last summer, everything came to a head, um, and, and this was the moment when I just said enough is enough because my partner and I, she's an African-American woman, and we were um, really, really struck and saddened by the Orlando tragedy last June. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and um, one year ago, exactly, on June 12th, my partner and I were sitting having breakfast and we were struck by the fact that this experience, this tragedy was impacting us, but there were very few spaces um, for people in our community to come together and just talk about, rather than show upset. You know, there were riots, there were frustrations, there were there was anger being expressed. But I thought, huh, why, what, where's the invitation for people to actually process what's going on? And because I have a background in psychology and stuff like that, I was just like, we need to actually... We need, there's got to be another way. Why, wh- what is out there to bring, you know, to convene people and to bring folks together? So I started doing research. And then um, <clears throat> fast forward maybe a week or so, I had just finished reading the book. Actually, my partner and I both listened to the audio book of this book called, by Debbie Irving called Waking Up White. I don't know if either of you have heard of it. Yeah, I have. Okay, yeah. So she's a phenomenal, um, yeah, she, I think her story was told with such vulnerability. And, and the moment Lee and I finished reading the book, we were coming back from a trip to Oregon with, visiting my father. And um, we, I looked at her and I said, more folks need access to these types of conversations. Because here we were, we're an interracial, same-sex couple. And we found the discussion prompt she was offering really enlightening and really um, provocative and helpful for even just the two of us to kind of explore mm-hmm what it was like to be in our skin in, in this particular time in America. And so um, I, th- I said, I'm going to make a game and I'm just going to send it to her as a thank you. Like, like hey, you could use these discussion prompts in a, in mm-hmm. a card fashion so that it could maybe spark more connections. And I asked um, and I wrote her a big thank you card and all this to say you fast forward. And um, she she's just been so gracious and um, supportive. She was like, you do your thing. You know, this is great. This is your idea. It's, it, and then I told her it was a, the kind of a play on cards against humanity at the time. And it's just evolved. Um, one month after I came up with the idea, we um, put it on a Kickstarter. And then two months later, we raised over $4,000 for the very first prototype to happen. You know, we nice. printed, nice. published, produced, manufactured, shipped over 200 decks um, within two months. Like, 
it was unbelievable. <laughs> and I nice. think the, the, the truth is, I think the reason it's become such a, um, a growing success is because there's a need, there's a, people have a desperate need for another way. And, um, Agree. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. kind yeah. of the, mm-hmm. the quick, um, how, how it began and, and what we're up to. And it's always going to be evolving, right? It's never going to stop being the next version <laughs> because I think um, we have to be responsive and adaptive to the times that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, the thing that I love about it is um, what I know about human beings is that we, for some weird reason, are wired up to, by default, bond with one another over trauma sharing, gossip, Mm -hmm. drama, pain, all the things that we don't want to, not that we, you know, we have to feel it to heal it and I get that and I and that's part of my work and I appreciate that but I also mm-hmm. want to be intentional about what we focus on because what we focus on will always get bigger mm-hmm. and so right. what I love about your deck is it is a tool that is it's an intention tool it is an, an right. intentionality that I get to say let's not have that conversation let's have this conversation exactly. and when people don't have a tool because I tell people that all I mean i I've been preaching this for years. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. And people who have worked with me for years will still tell me that when people come to gossip to them, they get powerless. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know how to shift the conversation. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can tell them words like, you know, I'm not committed to gossip. Let's talk about something else, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's what, what I love what you said, how we need a tool. And you're right. This is a great tool to say, hey, inst- you know, as soon as somebody starts talking about that, hey, have you heard about this new game? This, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's. I love the intentionality of it because without intentionality and without us doing it, then we end up, you know, we we end up creating our lives by default. And again, for some reason, the default mode of human being is drama, trauma, Rama. Yeah, I have yeah. kids, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's right. And I think yeah. something that's always fascinated me around just to build on that is um, because I have this perspective of being in an interracial relationship, I see firsthand this um, deep curiosity that people have across difference, right? I think that we all have this interesting tug of war that's happening in our brains. And neuroscience would back it up, actually, because I've geeked out on that because I'm trying to like really understand what What's at play? But the truth is, when you strip away everything, we are wired to both be oriented toward our tribe, people who look like us, and to stay with our people. But yet, this other side of the tug of war is that we are also deeply wired to be curious about the other. And so, to have curiosity and to feel a connectedness and a, and a loyalty to our people, I think it's no wonder that we're in this state of division because people don't necessarily have the tools, skills, knowledge, or capacity to know what to do with those conflicting forces that they feel, right? I think yeah. education provides a platform for kids and for young people to actually learn how to express that curiosity curiosity in a in a um, beautiful way right yeah. but my I mean the direct um, outcome of spark is to it's an empathy builder you know it really yes. is one of the core you said intentionality and that's one of my favorite words um, but mm-hmm. it's intentionally a, an experience that's designed to build 
empathy um, for folks across difference with stories being the healing vehicle. Well, and it, it's and it's an, an opportunity to do that in a way I assert that is um, less vulnerable. I mean, it, it's a tool that allows us to access that yeah. because we have no, um, especially you know, I, I, I think it's important that we understand our history and know that the whitewashing that happened was not an intentional act like it wasn't like and i i don't think i mean i do, i really believe that we've done the best we can like all along mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we have been taught that we aren't allowed to talk about race because we don't want to offend people mm-hmm. right and we're not allowed to step in it and be wrong and like say the wrong thing and do all that stuff and what i love about this deck is it gives us an opportunity to engage in those conversations in a safe place where we can start to flex our muscle around understanding each other without being you know confronted in an in an incredibly awful way or you know it's just a really awesome baby step is what i, mm-hmm. I love about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very powerful. Just, yeah i just want to jump in real quick for a second and for the audience perspective be able to let them know you know what the deck actually is i mean from a practicality standpoint you have spark for humanity so what does that actually entail so what are we playing is it a game how does this work So Spark for Humanity is an interactive card game that's designed to actually um, unleash communities' potential to work together and build trust. And it is um, a structured experience that corresponds with the the Spark acronym, and I'll share more about that in a minute. But um, if any of your listeners have ever played Apples to Apples or Cards Against Humanity or Go Fish... Those three, those are three go-to references. Go Fish is like the final one that everyone's like, okay, I've played that. Because if you just kind of hold in your mind, there's a center deck, right, in the middle of the table. And then everybody, all of the players have a certain number of cards. So in Spark, every player has nine cards. So there are three different colors in the deck. There's a red, there's an orange, and there's a yellow. And the red cards go in the center of the table. And those are face down, just kind of like go fish or what have you, where you would pull one up um, at each round, right? And then the orange cards are in the hands of the participants, and they're called fuel cards. And so um, the spark cards are in the middle, the fuel cards are in your hands, and on the spark cards you have an, an invitation to complete a prompt. So it's either a question or a statement that um, is meant to spark a conversation for each person to share, right? And so if we all have nine cards in our hands, um, and this is an intentional um, community building tool, right? So it would be just for the same reason someone might play Cards Against Humanity if they're trying to spark funny, like humorous community, this would be more of the, um, yeah, deep and meaningful community side of that. Um, And it works particularly well with communities that are in a transition point or um, so it could be families that are going through something or that just have a a shift in the the winds of change or it's particularly helpful in school communities or work communities that are, that have, they need something that's kind of beyond the icebreaker that will, um, you know, could last 30 minutes to an hour for a nice, um, Community builder, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So back back to the um, to the cards. So you've got nine orange cards in your hand, 
And Shade, you don't by any chance have your deck on you, do you? I was just I was gonna, I was just going to say I should run and get it. <laughs> Instructions? Sure. Yeah, that'd okay, be great. Cool. Mm-hmm. So um, imagine if we each have nine cards in our hands, and literally I have some in my hands right now. So I'll read out what of what some of the analogies and metaphors are. So one is breaking free. Another one is someone deflating a balloon. Another one is running up a down escalator, skydiving, a bridge. When you realize you have a square of toilet paper under your foot, (laughs) (laughs) looking in the mirror, learning to drive, a bull in a china shop, and a shooting star. So those are the ones that are in my hand. Um, And you'll notice there's a a mix, right, of both positive, negative, and neutral experiences um, for participants to call upon. And so then the sparker would grab, pull out a red card, and mine says, um, if there's no hope, there's no blank. Mm. Well, yes, I do have a spark deck in my hand. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Awesome. So um, I was just sharing the second part. So if we all have, I gave her some examples, a sampling of what the orange cards might be. Yeah. And, um, the reason they're positive, negative, and neutral, they're meant to just spark and, and humorous too, right? Like I think there's, laughter is liberating. And especially as we're having conversations about um, things that might be closer to our heart, perhaps with strangers, I think humor is so healing. And so yeah. um, there's something, there's you'll notice there's a mix of like goofy, you know, funny cards and analogies. And these were suggestions from people over the months um, as I was doing the prototypes and all of that. Um, so I, co- I pulled out one red card that says if there's no, I'm dealing hope, myself nine cards just because so, I'll have to pull from those. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Nine orange cards. Beautiful. And I'm not looking at them. So I don't know what they are. Eight, nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got nine, uh, orange cards in my hand. Beautiful. So. And the question is, um, or the statement to fill in the blank is if there's no hope, there's no blank. There's no hope. There's no. Okay. Now. And the, and Becca, since you don't have a deck in your hands, you could just say the very first thing that comes to your mind. We'll just we'll just um, imagine that you're actually the um, you're like the sparker. Okay, okay? so you okay. call. You get to choose. Imagine if if we were in a physical structure, <laughs> then Jay and I would put we would put our orange cards down facing down, and we would hand them to you because you're the sparker. Okay. So kind of like Cards for Humanity, each one of you picks out what you guys mm-hmm. think. Exactly like okay. Cards for Humanity. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's- so we each slip you and slip put down a face down answer, and then you choose your answer, and then whichever one. And and the part you know part just like Cards Against Humanity, obviously mm-hmm. you're going to want to hopefully get the one that that person resonates with, right? And Mm -hmm. in my hand right now, I could give you some serious answers and I could give you some real goofy answers. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Right. And you get to choose. The the best part about um, this is the sparker, you're in full control. And what I find is people really, we're all moving so fast. It's very um, seldom that folks get a full minute to be fully listened to by everybody in the room without being interrupted, without being, you know. Uh And so what I'm also trying to do intentionally is to strengthen people's listening skills. Mm. And so in the box, there's actually a timer, an old school flip timer that actually um, when you choose, when you, when you 
get the cards from Jay and I and you're looking at them, you actually turn the timer over and you have a full minute to both choose the card that sparks something for you and then share a story about why you chose that and what it sparks for you. And the the other side, the other alternative, which is like cards against humanity, if people who know each other well and have a high degree of trust can play where they're trying to guess what the other person would select. But really, this is about people choosing, people um, sharing the cards really for themselves so that it's an organic spark. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, you chose that card and I chose that card, but yet our stories are so different. And we just had a moment where we connected on a human-to-human level. So should we give out our answers? Sure. Sure. So I, 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 out of my three, I just picked a couple just pretending like we're different people. Because, you know, some of them don't, when you have a blank, mm-hmm. right? So, Rachel, would you read the question again? If there's no hope, there's no blank. Okay. So sometimes when there's a blank like that, for example, one of my answers is that awkward wedding toast, right? <laughs> so that doesn't really fit mm-hmm. in that sense. When there's no hope, there's no that awkward wedding. Yeah. Like for me, even grammatically. Mm. For me, so, but yeah, I'm yeah. just giving you examples of some of the cards. But mm-hmm. so the one I picked was world peace. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where there's mm-hmm. no hope, there's no world peace. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I chose there's no breaking free. Ooh, mm, nice. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We definitely have a conversation. And then my next my next option was there's no soft hands <laughs> is goofy but if you really think about it if there's no hope and there then there's no soft hands yeah. i mean it really is i mean i could come up with a whole analogy about working hard and having to work grind it out yeah. and work hard because we don't have we could do a whole conversation yeah, no, about it's that true. so when yeah. you go goofy they can turn out mm-hmm. to be great conversations is my point yeah Definitely. And so then what I would do would be to pick one of those and then say, this is the reason why I chose that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So if we played this. So which one resonates most with you? All right. So we had world peace, soft hands, and what was, Mm -hmm. and then yours was what? Breaking free. Breaking free. And that's the one, I just mm-hmm. I can't remember it, but that's the one that sort of hit me. I think so. Breaking free, I think, mm. would be my spark. Um, because mm-hmm. I think, in terms of this podcast, even the work that we're doing, uh, the hope is what gives us the ability to sort of break free from the stories that we've created around our lives that hold us back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless you have that hope, I mean, hope that daily dose of hope is what keeps us moving forward. Um, and so you can't break the, the, your past. You can't get past anything. You can't move forward unless you have hope. So I would say breaking free would be probably my choice. Although that's hard. I mean, cause yeah, world, I mean, they all make mm-hmm. sense. You know, you could have fun talking about all of them. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. No, I love yeah. that. Ooh. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, fun. Super fun. So we just sparked back yeah. up. And, and now what happens when you spark with somebody is then just like apples to apples or cards against humanity, the person whose card was selected gets to keep that red card. Mm-hmm. And so even though it's not a competitive game, people love the fact that there is this light 
somebody's a winner because somebody's going to spark the most. Uh Um, Somebody inevitably tends to get the most red cards by the end. Um, And one of the um, things that I wanted to make sure I emphasize is to your previous points that that I think are implied, but I just want to be really explicit about there are some community agreements that are offered. So I, on the back of the deck and in the video, I encourage people to um, try on these community shared agreements that correspond with the SPARK acronym. So the S stands for show up authentically. So just be yourself and know that whatever you say in this moment about hope and breaking free, it may change five minutes from now. And I want to normalize the fact that people are talking their way into their feelings and thoughts in the in terms of these topics. And I want to really make honor that, right? right? The P stands for pause and listen with fearlessness. So really listen to um, each other, um, perhaps with beyond the ears, but with your heart and your eyes and for what's not said with words. Um, the A stands for ask and don't assume. So if somebody says something that, you know, either sparks something different for you or kind of doesn't quite resonate, then rather than go to this kind of place of certainty or blaming or judging, which doesn't happen often, but just like making this explicit, yeah, just ask a question rather than make an assumption. Um, And then the R stands for respect diversity. So really um, pay attention to any patterns that happen for folks um, across gender, across race, across um, generation or, um, sexuality, um, able-bodiedness, right? So just paying attention to how the table is set up and designed to meet everybody's needs. And then the K stands for kindly expect some, some tension, some, some like ambiguity that might be discomfort for you, but, um, sitting with that and staying curious about it. And so, um, the best part is whatever's said in the circle because of that discomfort, everything stays in the circle. So even though we're on a podcast and we're broadcasting, technically, if you're playing with your, with a community spark is like a, it's like Vegas rules apply. And so whatever's said in the circle, um, gets to stay there. And that gives people permission to actually get a little bit more vulnerable with their stories. And I find that that's where the bread and butter is. And so I just wanted to share those community agreements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. Love it. It's very cool. Yeah, very and cool. it's fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I can see this being really valuable in multiple situations because it's not just the, I mean, I could see a group of my closest girlfriends sitting down and having this, playing this game together, which would be, you know, there's kind of one set of things that we talk, you know, when you're with those people that you sort of know you inside out and out, but you're still like discovering new things about each other. Um, and yeah. then also you know, in those brand new situations where you're sitting down in a, you know, some sort of new group setting and you're trying to figure out how to communicate with each other. What a, what a powerful way to spark that kind of conversation. So I am super excited. I could also see it with parents playing it with their young adult children, I think would make a a very powerful way to create conversations with their teenagers and things like that. Mm Yes. These yes, young people absolutely. are thinking about this stuff, you know? Right. That's that's my passion is that's really, um, you know, I'm on a mission. My mission is to make the world a better place, one conversation yeah. and one community at a time. Yes. Amen. It's just, it just is that simple. And so with kids, you know, what I recognize is that I'm actually working on a youth deck and I'm learning because I think it's important to ask the users, like ask the people on the grounds, what would you want? What are you looking for? And kids 
undoubtedly are saying, you know, we need an app. It should be on technology. And so it's interesting, you know, we're, we're exploring what the next phase of a Kickstarter would be to actually design something that, um, is, is applicable for them and resonant for young people to actually like, what would it take for them to really engage with this? Cause I really want it to be useful and valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a teen, we, there was a thing called the book of questions. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, yeah. but it was like a little oh, yeah. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember the book. Oh questions. yeah. And we used to do that all the time as, you know, just in our teen group. But I remember one time, um, my dad picked it up and, you know, was, we were doing it as a family. Uh, and mm-hmm. that changed things like I opened my eyes to things with my parents that, uh, I don't think I would have ever known had I not had that little book of questions, you know, because it's not things that you right. bring up on a day-to-day basis, but it, there's things that still sort of resonate with me, uh, in my relationship with my parents that there was this new level of understanding and respect to them. So this takes it even like this step further where it's really things yes. that are, are so important to our day-to-day interactions and our day-to-day lives that affect us in so many levels um, that mm, what an yeah. incredibly powerful way to, um, to spark those connections. I just, every time I think about it, I just get kind of goosebumps. No, I want all the people, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody needs to go get these things. <laughs> go buy a deck. Yeah. So where can people go buy a deck? Yeah, yeah. So um, we have a website. It's in um, transition, but it will be, the new website will be released this summer. But for now, it's it's still awesome. It is Spark. And then the number four, humanity.com. Um so S P A R K the number four H U M A N I T Y dot com, and um, the decks themselves are they have a hundred and forty three cards. They last for about if you have five people, they'll last for an hour and a half or so. Um, if you have less than that, it goes longer. If you have more than that, the time shortens. <laughs> um, but it is for one hundred and forty three cards and for about 25 conversations to be sparked it's 28 dollars um and it is going to be expanding in new and exciting ways this summer so this deck is i I definitely encourage folks to get this one because it's only version two is only going to be out um for a couple more months and then we're going to be transitioning to offering different versions nice Nice. very cool and then social media and all that good stuff too like facebook page to follow you or instagram and all that good stuff so we will make sure to link to all of that in our show notes so um if you want to find that and get right to them um go to jayandbecca.com and go to this episode and we will have all of the direct links to all that right there so you can go and buy your deck was just sharing if anybody is um looking for an event you know, if you have a retreat or an event for where you might want to purchase more than one deck for multiple, you know, we just did a leadership symposium where there were 30 decks at round tables for 300 people. Now that's one extreme. Um, but if you have an event and you want to purchase more, I offer bundle packages and discounts for more than um, five decks purchased. And I certainly want to make sure all your listeners get a nice little special deal from me to you all. So I'll offer 10% off just for your folks and we'll have the discount code for you guys as well. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. And just, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to take too much time 
time with this because I think it's um, but I think it's so important before we go, Rachel, yeah. would you also share what you're up to? Because I there's a lot of people out there and especially a lot of white people out there right now who are saying things like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get inclusive with my language. I don't know how to do all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that stuff. And I know, Rachel, that you are a leader in that field and that you are someone who is providing opportunities for education around that, that um, at least currently, that up until I met you in my world didn't really exist. Cause I, and, and I don't even know a ton about your Spark Leadership program, but I know that it exists and it's on my radar and I have activists I want to send to you and things like that. But I also want to make sure that we talk just briefly about that on this podcast because I want people to get that there is people who are thinking, I don't know what to do. They mm-hmm. should come to you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, this has been a new departure from Spark. And the truth is it for me I believe I have to be adaptive and responsive to folks' needs and the more similar to education. You know, when I got out of my classroom and I became a school leader, I saw the needs were greater and wider and larger than I could have imagined. When I got out of my school and I got into multiple districts, I learned that the issues and the challenges were greater and larger and more complex than I could have imagined. And now that I work across the country um, facilitating and coaching around specifically racial equity, right? What does it mean to be inclusive with our language, having a level of consciousness around our racial identity development? Um, What does it mean to actually um, hold our own truth with a source of pride rather than shame or guilt? Um, What does it mean to acknowledge that we've been conditioned to, to... both kind of internalized messages of oppression, and we all have biases. Like, how do we get better at talking about our biases and our blind spots, right? And so in hosting so many Spark events, I've learned that people, after I would host an event, someone would come up to me and say, how do you talk so effortlessly about that thing? (laughs) Like, you just talk about race like it's nothing. And I said, well, you know, it's taken years of practice, and I have a lot of research and theory that backs up what I'm sharing. And they said, well, can you teach me? And so then it just started with this one-off kind of coaching Sure, I'll coach you for a couple months. Um, for folks who have high-stakes conversations or speeches or um, meetings that they really want to have a level of intentionality around um, so that they can really honor the diversity of their team, right? Because there's no binder that's going to build this muscle. We actually need consistent practice and support as we're practicing um, a new version of ourselves. And so leadership coaching is my passion. Um, I love supporting the learning, growth, and development of clients who are really committed to their growth, especially around their racial identity development in service of their team feeling heard, seen, and understood, right? And so, yeah, it's it's evolved from one-on-one coaching packages. So I do individual coaching for three and six months now at a time. And then I also do leadership courses for people who just want to get a little slice of the the spark experience and see if this is for them. Those courses are six weeks at a time and I'm right in the middle of my six week program right now. And there'll be another one launching in the fall. Um, the final thing is I, you know, based on demand, I will likely be hosting a retreat, um, a day long retreat kind of mastermind type experience in the fall, um, around this type, just going deeper for a one or two day experience for folks. Great. And how do how do people find out about that leadership course, the six-week course? How do we send them to, to find out about that? 
Yeah, so there are two things that they can do. There's the Spark 4, like the number 4. You'll notice this is a trend because <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a lot of Sparks. Spark4leadership.com <laughs> is okay. just the intro to the program. And then um, they can also go to my website, Rachel V. Rosen, R-A-C-H-E-L, and then V is in Victor, R-O-S-E-N.com. And that just has a lot more about me. You know, some people want sure. just want a one-off speaking engagement. So there's all of the things that I do is on that hub of my um, of my own personal website. Fantastic. So spark4leadership.com. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to make sure we talk about that because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are in that quandary around what to do or how, how to move forward with that in powerfully. And so thank you for providing that opportunity. Uh, I Absolutely. just want to make sure didn't let you leave without that. So, um, thank you. Yeah. So lastly, I just want to appreciate and love you up, but acknowledge you for, um, who you are. (laughs) You're going to make me cry. Who you are for the world. (laughs) Um, it's such joy to have you, um, on our show and, uh, um, introduce you to our listeners and, um, we wish you all the love and luck in the world and know that you're making a powerful difference out there and please, um, keep us posted on what's happening and, um, you know, maybe we can have you back next year and see what you've done and to keep you updated. Cause we're really, um, I'm so committed that it's people like you that are going to shift our consciousness so powerfully um especially uh, we've already shifted it so much up to this point and uh, we can tell we've shifted it because we have such intense resistance happening right now the mm-hmm. they're resisting us mm-hmm. they're resisting us and so mm-hmm. we don't resist we will persist and uh so thank you for persisting um mm-hmm. in this conversation it's such a powerful conversation we're so blessed by it Mm, thank you so much that means a lot to me well thank you so so much for joining us um i am just super excited by this whole process and i know that our listeners are going to just snatch this stuff up so we will definitely be back around in touch so everyone rachelvrosen.com or spark for the number four humanity.com or spark for leadership.com um go find it um Buy it, get it now, start playing the game. Spark these conversations. Make this happen for us. Maybe we'll do some spark card uh, prompts on the Doing the Work with Jay and Becca Facebook page, too. I think that would be fun uh, to get some conversations going in there. Yeah. Yeah. Love that idea. So pick your own word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll start that process here after we uh, release this episode. And uh, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us and taking your time out to uh, share with our listeners. Thank you. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you both and love your work. And I'm honored to be a part of this experience. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.